What is good, y'all? Happy Wednesday. It's your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana, and welcome back to Black Talk Radio, the show where we talk about the latest in black culture, black news, and black entertainment. So, first things first, you know I got to get into my trending topics, but I also want to shout out Relentless15, who is on my IG live right now. He says, love the podcast, big inspiration for mine. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, I feel like this week, a lot of people have been giving me my flowers. Like, I've been getting a lot of compliments, and that makes me feel good, but also emotional. (laughs) But, you know, moving on. Um, tonight's show, we're going to be discussing some media topics, and then we're going to be doing our interview with Esco Corleone. So shout out to him. He is a Jersey artist. I can't wait to chat with him at 820. But in the meantime, I got some announcements for y'all. So first things first, I just want to say that my consulting services I launched in what, maybe two months ago. And now we officially have our Instagram. So for all consulting needs, make sure y'all check us out. Um, It's called K-A-M-M-C. Instagram is K.A-M-M-C. And basically that stands for Chris and Ayana's Music Media Consulting. Um, Some of the things that we do, we really just work with artists. So basically we help artists get media coverage. Um, now, I am not a publicist, disclaimer, and I'm not a manager, but it's kind of like we're building the bridges between the two because I know so many like independent artists that they want media coverage, but they also don't have media etiquette. Um, they also don't have, you know, some of the resources that outlets look for when writing a piece on an artist, whether that be an electronic press kit or, you know, whether that be... A bio. So we work with you to basically create those things. And also I have like a recommendation list that provides you basically with the resources um, to get in contact with publicists and, you know, managers, because I think for independent artists, it's tough. Like when you just you know, you're starting out, you know, you're really passionate about music, but you necessarily don't have that media side to you or knowledge. So that is something that I'm doing. Um, For a 10 minute consultation, it is currently right now free. So I do encourage y'all to get onto that. You could, we could chat for 10 minutes. I could give you some beautiful gems to help you in your career for 10 minutes for free. Um, And then I will also let you know, you know, some of the services we have ways that like we can work together because, you know, everyone is different. So like what one artist may need, another artist may not need. So really just working to provide you with the best of the best resources for your brand as an artist. Um, So, yeah, that's done on that. I'm really excited. Uh, stay tuned because I'm going to be posting on the page and my personal page and all that good stuff. Another topic that I want to bring up is that Willow Smith Um, said this week that she felt like Jada, you know, her mom was harder on her versus Jaden Smith. Now, I feel like this is a, you know, a popular conversation. 
in the black community, um, you know, with girl, girl daughters and boy sons and how moms, you know, treat them. I do have DJ Bam with me in the studio. <laughs> um, I do want to play the clip for y'all. And then I want me and DJ Bam to basically discuss our thoughts on it. So I have the clip right here. I'm you want about my to thoughts? Why, why you want my thoughts? <laughs> because. It's funny. Um, let me see. Refresh this, and then I'm going to play the clip for y'all. Wait, wait, wait. And their sons. Oh, for oh, sure. Oh, my goodness. Yes. All right, let's get okay. it. Okay. No, 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 you wait, like, you better get up. <laughs> to me, it'd be like, oh, no, 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 school, school's about to be, you better get dressed, we need to get to, and it would be like, I'd be in my room, like, okay, I gotta get up. But then, Jaden is there, she'd be like, oh. Messy and shit. So, so are you ready either. to, oh. And he'd be like, uh, maybe one moment. <laughs> and then I'd be ready at the door, like, okay, here we go, and he's getting his shoes. <laughs> And he's getting his own meal. Oh. That's true. She yeah. might have a point. She might have a point. Because I would be like, no, you got to be on it. Mm-hmm. You? Nah. difference between how black... So that is basically the gist of the clip. Now, you know, Willow just talks about, like, how she felt like, you know, her mom was always harder on her compared to her brother. But there's so many people that were in the comments and just in general, I always hear people say, like, they believe that black women, you know, treat their sons, give them more grace than their daughters. It's hard for me. Mm. I'm not saying it's wrong. I never heard that. But it's kind of hard for me to relate because it's only me and my, I have an older sister. So it's like, and my mom raised raised us and it's like, we're both girls. Yeah, so so like, it's not. Nah. Uh, from that clip, um, I get Jada was being hard on Willa because getting her ready to be a strong black woman. Mm. Letting her mindset, meaning like just basically pushing her to, to her limits, to her max. So look at her now. She's a wonderful person now. Right, she, right, right. She's turned out to be. Not saying Jada didn't turn out to be none because he's also doing a fantastic job. So it's like Will took Jada, the boys, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because they got they got an older brother also. Right. And Jada took care of Willow. Like, you know what I mean? You got to be on time. You got to be this and this, that. Like, come on, come on, come on. But do you think, I mean, I don't know, we're not in their household, but do you ever, like, have you ever heard anyone say, like, do you have siblings or like? I'm the oldest, but. You're the oldest? Yeah. Do you feel like your parents were hard on you? Mm, my parents was getting personal tonight. Nah, <laughs> it's not personal. My parents, I don't want to say hard. They always showed me and and told me and taught mm-hmm. me. Um, nothing is given to you in life. There's never nothing. Mm. Free. There's never nothing free in life. Everything you do, you work for it. Okay. So, I won't consider they was tough on me, but me being the oldest. They did tell me I have to be aware of more things. Like, just okay. in case. We always call it the just in case factor. Meaning, God forbid, knock on wood, something will happen to one of them. Mm-hmm. Even me at a young age. I sure already know what to do, how to do it. 
And I was always that type of person that's always um, observing everything anyway. So, like, okay. my mindset was past my age where I really was. Mm-hmm. So, it was like, I was 13, already thinking, like, 18, 19, 20 years old. Wow. But do you think that has to deal with, like, the ideology that, like, black kids don't get to be kids? Um, In some households, I will say that. In some households. Because, like you said, your mom read you and your sister. Mm-hmm. I don't know personally, you know what I mean? Um, but I do have some friends right. who had to step up to the plate. Mm. Because one or the other parent wasn't around. I'm not going to say the mo- just the dad. Because mm-hmm. I, I do have right. friends that with the mom wasn't around. And the dad was actually working two or three right. jobs. Right, right, right. So... It's like, I don't think it's only black kids. I, I want everybody to get that out their head, too. Mm-hmm. Because that's another thing that we get stereotyped for. or like, like, it's just us. I know other race who don't have a dad, mm-hmm. mom in the house. Or the parents are so busy, they're always with the nanny or the grandma or somebody. Right. So. But I think... In a sense, yeah, that's a good point that you just made. Like, you know, it can happen to other races. But um, when I think of, like, black kids having to grow up fast, I I, I think of it in a sense of, like, systemically. All right. So, like, more so, like, systemic racism, like, police brutality, like, teaching them things, like, that you might not... Teaching them things early on that, like, a white child doesn't have to necessarily learn early 100%. on. hundred percent. I, I agree with you. But it's also more so... You got to look what we've been through for years. Mm-hmm. So it was like, even back in the 60s and 50s, going into the 70s, like our grandparents and great-grandparents was on this earth, living, right? but had to work and protect. Remember, now we say, oh, as our parents, we, we work to provide. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was work to protect and provide. Right. Because you had to worry about another race. We're not going to even say what, we just gonna say another race coming at your kids mm-hmm. just because of what we are. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so really your kids were at the time kids, our parents, whatever mm-hmm. the case is. Like, oh, I don't get it. What did we do wrong? Mm-hmm. When another race is coming at you, like you don't belong over here, boy. Or girl, right, or all that stuff. All that stuff. Or throwing rocks at you. Right. Like you just uh I hate to say it like a squirrel or something. Like, get out of here. Like, you know, you know how we do sometimes. But, yeah, it's the truth. Because I ain't going to front. There's a lot of stuff that I took in hand, even like watching movies. But mm-hmm. I learned from my parents also, I was going to be attacked. Not physically, but like. Right. Attacked. That, you know. Like, you this, gonna, this might happen. Whatever the case is. Even, I'll never forget, when I first got my um, first nice car. Like, I had a nice car since I was like 16. Mm-hmm. Cop pulled me over. He was like, who car you stole? Wow. That's the first thing he said to me. I never forget that. Yeah, who car you stole? That's I said, terrible. I said, excuse me? How will I steal somebody's car and then I have the keys? Exactly. He was like, yo. It's definitely giving hater vibes. If you was mad that you didn't have a nice car at 16, you oh, should have yeah. just said that I, 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 at I, that cop. Even when, even when I had my Escalade at the time, and then with the BMWs, 
People be I had a cop and said, how can you afford this? I can't even afford this on my salary. I said, Well, sorry to you. I said, shit, the way how everybody becoming cops, they make it seem like y'all make good money. Sorry to that man. People be bitter. Bitter bobs and bitter betties out in the world. Just walking around. If you're listening to this right now and you're bitter, you need to figure it out, boo-boo, because you only have one life and you better make do with your circumstances and... You know, do some self-reflection on why you were bitter. I'm real big on self-reflection. I'm real big on therapy. Like, I really, 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 really recommend therapy. I know, like, a lot of people. I... All right, what's your thoughts real quick? Real quick. I got mixed, mixed emotion about it. Okay, why? Because... Now, you saying actual therapy, therapy, like somebody really going to see a doctor or... Sometimes there's therapy. a difference between the therapist and the psychiatrist. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know that. So I'm talking about just therapy, like just talking with someone that is like all right, social, no, no, like the studying reason, sociology. The reason why I ask that because I'm one of those people that people come to me like just express themselves, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, man, you should have been a therapist or a psychologist." I'm like, "No, no, this is your therapy right now. Like, you, you mm-hmm. right, you right, have right. to go. This is free. This is a free consult right now. You don't have to go to right." Like, Doubt the nut, but that's why I asked, what you, like, did you mean? That's why I said I have mixed feeling about it because mm-hmm. some people might feel comfortable coming to talk to you instead of going to talk to an actual but doctor. I, but because- I also feel like I'm not, like, yes, I appreciate my friends when they do vent to me and I do vent to my friend, but I feel as though there are people that are literally trained. Yes. They train the region mind, like, it's fucking amazing out this world, but. I honestly, I tell all my friends in Harvey when they come to me, I'm like, this is what I, <laughs> I would do. I don't know it might work for you, but me. Nah, I'd be saying that. Like, I would do this so you could take this with a grain of salt for real because it's your life. But, yeah. Real quick. Have a friend ever took one of your advice and it went left? No, because I'd be right. I'd be Here knowing what go. the fuck I'd be talking go. about. Here we but go. with that being said, we're about to start our interview with Esco. We're about to add him to the live. And you know, we're about to chop it up. Yeah, um, on the live, yo. I make sure y'all follow her. She's doing her thing, man. Thank you. She's doing thank her thing. You. Launching follow business, me. everything. And I'm still a student, y'all. That's yo, ghetto. Y'all should have seen her at the photo shoot over the weekend, y'all. I literally was I had so much fun, yo. Yeah, I'm loving it. Everybody's saying that's like that's only the beginning. Right. It was so much fun. But yeah, I'm the I feel like I'm the baby. I'm still a student. I st- listen, I left that photo shoot, went home, did a paper. <laughs> that's good. This hey, is I'm about to be the same way. Yes. Okay, we about to add him. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. I've been trying to get on the show for a minute. (laughs) We got Esco in the building on Black Talk Radio. You know the vibes. So. Thank you for having me. You're very much welcome. Um, First thing is first, can you tell us where you're from and what made you start getting into music? Well, I'm from Everton, New Jersey. Okay. And... Uh, I started rapping when I was like 18. Mm-hmm. I started writing when I was 12. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I've been, um, I been, I felt like I, I wanted to be like my favorite rappers, like Lil Wayne and Fabulous. I felt like they can do it, I can do it. 
So I just, I felt like I had a little doubters in the beginning. At, fun, I, at first, I, it was fun. Then I just, I just kept it going. Like, I didn't want to stop losing momentum. And that's how I started. Okay, now what would you say kept it going for you? My friends are in the comment like, yes, Irvington. I'm from Irvington, big Irvington. Irvington, Irvington. You know the vibes. <laughs> but what made you continue with music? Because um, you said, like, you know, you started and then you just stuck with it. But why? What, what pulled you in? Well, I always love music, but it's like the doubters. It was a lot of doubters in me. Mm. And then, like, I wanted to prove them wrong. And at the same time, I wanted to prove to myself that I want to put my mind to something and stick to it, even though people was talking negative, you know. So I was, I just wanted to prove to people that, like, even though people was talking down on you, you can do whatever you put your mind to. So that was my main goal. And I feel like a lot of times when people are talking down on you, they're not even doing it themselves. Like, right, right. One thing about me... Like, and I know for, like, a lot of independent artists coming up, like, you know, people are so quick to say, okay, if you're not super-duper popping, like, oh, this person is ass. I will never right, say right, that right. about an artist, even if I don't like their music, per se, because mm-hmm. I feel like music is so subjective. So what might not be good to me may be good to someone else. And there is um, there's a there's a demographic, you know, for everybody. Right. So I think it's important that you were able to block out the noise and just keep going for sure. So now my next Everybody got their own taste in music, you know. It's different genres and rap. You know, I always tell people that, so... Right, right, right. So now so. I want to know, um, what was it like growing up in Irvington, and how has that influenced your creativity? Growing up in Irvington, it was like... I was always laid back and chill. Like, I, ne- I didn't have no problems. Everybody was cool with me. So, like, I put that in my music. Like, the same person you get... Uh, in person, you get in my music. Like I'm chilled. I, I don't. It, I don't really cap in my music. I like to say I know cat rap. You feel me? So okay. like, I'm just true to myself, and I want people to realize that. That's fair. Um, yeah. I like that you said you're true to yourself, and you want people to remember that. So moving, you know, being an independent artist, um, you know, growing trying to make your way in the industry, what are some things that you do to stay true to you? Because I feel like, you know, being an artist and, you know, when you meet certain people or, like, when you make certain connections, that might that might make certain artists want to be somebody they're not. So just right. what are some things that you do to always stay grounded? I mean, like like I said, I love music. Like, I would, I would say, like, music is my therapy, like, Mm-hmm. So if I would, if, if I'm in a mood, I would listen to music straight at, straight away. Like I would go to an artist, whether it's Drake and my feeling. He froze. Wait, you're, it's okay, you're good now. She turned some. Okay, so even if it's like from Drake to the herbal music is my therapy. Like it helps me get through a lot. Even like going to the studio and expressing myself. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a like a good weight off my shoulders, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's dope. Um, just like remembering your end goal, you know, remember, remembering how important, you know, your creative process is for you, I think is important. And you mentioned, you know, just going to the studio and how that is a form of therapy. 
So now I want to know what is it like being in the studio with you? Because I know like certain artists, they got to have some weed, they got to have some liquor, they got to have the game. So what is it like for you? Because I know everybody's different. I'm the opposite of that. Like I smoke. I don't drink. I don't have no gang in the studio. Yeah, I don't have no gang in the studio. It'll be like one or two people in there, like my engineer or my producer. Mm-hmm. Or like a homie or somebody I'm going to face with. But I don't like a lot of people in there. It's a distraction. And I don't, nobody got time for distractions. Well, I don't have time for distractions, you know. Okay. So, um, yeah. Wait, I got to just backtrack because you said you smoke, but you don't drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drink occasionally, like I drink because I have friends that drink, so they peer pressure me. So I'll drink. Not peer pressure. Okay, so what's your favorite like alcohol? I'll say like I drink Syrah, like Syrah. Okay, that's my shit. It it don't matter the flavor, but I thought you was gonna say like Henny or like Ducé. Oh no, 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 no! It's the way I hate dark liquor for me, like. (laughs) Please, I need everything light. Tequila, that's everything me. light. I can't do nothing dark. All right, okay. So we learning, we learning about you. We yeah. learning about you. You know, outside outside of your music, what are some like? What are some of your hobbies? You would say. I mean, I play ball, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just I'm just so into music. Like that is just my life. Like. I, that's that's just one thing about me. Like uh, I'm a blogger. I do blogging on the side. I'm about to have a podcast soon. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying okay. to join the team. All right. So you're a blogger. So what kind of stuff do you like to write about? Like music stuff or just gaming? Like what? I know there's so many different blogs out there. I definitely music. Like I do. Uh, well, right now mm-hmm. I have another page. It's called Owner Hip Hop, and I do weekly playlists. So, yeah, so that weekly playlist is like how I feel, or the new music I heard, or songs that throwback songs, or anything I feel that week. You feel, feel me? So, it's good for everybody. But I want to get deeper into the podcasting, you know, like you. Okay, okay. Um, I like that. I like that you said you made playlists because I think. Um, you know, it's really important for artists to, you know, still listen to music outside of their own and, mm-hmm. you know, still be in tune with, you know, upcoming artists because that's how you guys can work together, collab, and, you know, it's just a good networking tool. So I think that's dope and very, very unique. Um, I will be looking out for that podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Coming soon. Coming so soon. What you think y'all going to be talking about? Music, about music, sports, culture, politics, all that. I'm trying to cover all that. Okay, so y'all I just gotta, need a good host. That's all I need. Okay, y'all gotta um, y'all gotta stay tuned for that. That's yeah, definitely, like definitely be some dope, 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 dope thing. So now I want you to talk about your latest project. And basically, what was it like creating that and, you know, the inspiration behind that? Because I definitely think it has a unique theme um, to it. What will Pablo do? So tell us a little bit about that. Um, what will Pablo do? That Like, Pablo Escobar is one of my favorite. Like, he's a good influence. Like, not in my life, but, like, mm-hmm. growing up, he was a, my, one of my favorite people to research. And I felt like 
I had to incorporate it in my music somehow. So making this project, I made it with my boy, Noise. He uh, produced the whole thing. This was like two years in the making. We brainstormed this two years ago, but like Mm. we felt like it was time now because I was releasing music on platforms past few months so his beats was ready my lyrics was ready i felt like it was time to really hear us because mm-hmm. we're trying to make a sound that is very unique and hopefully hopefully that anybody that's in the chat you hear the uh album and this is the it's the hoodie right here it's the merch right here it's the album cover okay now if yeah. people want to get your merch where can they is the link in your bio um where i'm still they... setting up the link okay. but it's gonna, it's gonna be ready by like next week okay so y'all y'all stay tuned for that merch um i see you got a hoodie on it's basically hoodie season so get it while you can you know Come y'all better y'all better get in tune for sure for sure so you talked a little bit about, you know, your latest project and what it was like creating it. So now I want to know what is your favorite song on the project and why? My favorite song on the project is Pablo Flow Part 2. That's the first song on there. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was like a reintroduction to myself. Like, um, I dropped a project called Servant Earth and that was like my first project on platforms. Okay. But I had... I had so much help from my city that, like, I nobody heard me. I felt like everybody hurt. So this, this, uh, this, this Pablo Flow Part Two. It was me talking more about myself, getting a little more personal than what I was in my uh, last projects. Now, do you so. think it's a challenge to be? vulnerable in your music or it's something that you're coming into naturally coming into naturally because like it's always good to have help it's always good to have an open hand because like you got to take criticism as you go Mm -hmm. so me 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 working with noise on this project it helped me because like even if I didn't have my lyrics right. He would be like, yo, do that over or do it better. Okay. And then I, if I didn't like his beat, I'd be like, yeah, do that over. So it, it is more co- cohesive so we can be better, better each other, you know? And, you know, I think that's important because, you know, when you're writing, I mean, writing, when you're making music <laughs> and you're creating, I think it's so important to have someone to push you to go harder. Mm-hmm. And you want people around you that are going to do that as opposed to like, yes, men. Right. Because that will, you know, when you have people that really care and push you, that will lead to better art. So I love that you brought that up. So now um, I have this segment that I like to do. It's called Quarantine Q&A. And I basically okay. ask my guests about their time spent in quarantine. And some of them be telling me some crazy stuff because some of them be like, listen, Kristen, I didn't care about the pandemic. I was outside. I was being a hood rat and all that. And I just be like, what? But my first There's question. Some people like that. <laughs> my people first like question. That. I don't judge. On Black Talk Radio, we don't judge. Um, so I just want to make that a disclaimer. <laughs> but oh, my wow, first wow. question for you is, what was it like? Like, 
What did you think when Governor Murphy was like, ah, y'all can't go outside, uh, all non-essential businesses closed, everybody stay home, period. What were your thoughts? First off, I'm like, ain't nobody staying inside. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be outside somehow. But I still was inside, though. But, like, it was, like, more of a break from the outside world. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was the time where everybody should get their minds together, get get right. So I couldn't make my music how I wanted to. So I took that and really worked on it. Okay. So I, it, was, it was more beneficial for me, like, because I, I took the time to learn more about myself, as as everybody should have, you know. So I feel like it was a wake-up call for everybody, like. Okay, Um. yeah, I think that's dope. So you said you couldn't... You couldn't make your music how you wanted to, so like you weren't you weren't able to go into the studio. No, that, that it was it was closed. It ain't open to like June. Damn, that's tough. So yeah. did you? So did you write? You you started writing a lot in that time. Um, I wrote and had a lot of ideas. Okay. Yeah, like I like to write my ideas down, so mm-hmm. I won't lose them. Now, I definitely feel you on um, studios being closed because I wasn't even in Jersey, but I had to come back when we went on lockdown. And then I was like, wait, how am I going to do my show? I was like, everything closed. Oh, no, baby. This is ghetto. But, you know, it was bad. I figured it out. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I definitely can relate to you on that. Now, my next question for you is, so while you were at home during the quarantine... What shows or books were you reading, if any? I can't even tell you. I watched everything I was on Netflix to the point where it's like I was going insane. Like, so it was like I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. It was so many shows, different shows. I was running through because it was like we was in the house for like three months. Yeah, it was a while. I don't know. Like when I look back on twenty twenty, I promise you, it's gonna be a blur. It is. But hopefully 2021 is not like this. Like, hopefully it's better. Like, hopefully you can pray on it. I don't know, buddy, because COVID's still around. And it's not looking like it's going nowhere. But, um, so no no shows that you could remember. What about any books? Books, nah. I was more into the articles, like, more into the hip-hop articles and stuff. You know, trying to um, get better in the blog. And that's why I had the idea of being a blogger. Because okay. it's like, all right, I can't make my music, so what else can I do musically? Like, mm-hmm. um, what would you say would be like your top hip hop, like out music outlet publications that you like to read or look at or follow? I go to Hot New Hip Hop. That's okay. my go to. Okay. And I'm starting to go to Black Talk Radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, basically high new hip hop, academics, anything on Instagram, I go there, CTs, all that. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I think some of my faves would have to be complex. Um, mm-hmm. like, cause like I read, like I really, re- like I really read some pieces. Um, that complex put out and it's really good. Yeah. My the the one that they did for um on the Brooklyn drill scene. It was a big, a big story. Um, they broke it down from like, you know, all the artists 
um, in the New York area that did drill music and they interviewed so many and it was dope for real. So that is all I, like I recommend. I like them when they come to like uh, interviewing somebody when they about to drop the album. That's when I read that article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're dope for sure. Um, my next quarantine question though is okay so like were you eating any snacks during quarantine like something that you just kept snacking on i ate everything like i would use doordash and uber eats till they got tired of me because like I, I was skinny then i came out of quarantine a little, a little heavy you know so. listen here i'm not it's the way it's the way uber eats and doordash be trying to scam people for me like the fees be really just making me want to go and get it myself. Like for real, for real, like it'd be unnecessary. Right, right, right. Okay, so you was eating a lot during quarantine. You was watching mad stuff on Netflix, but you can't remember what. You was reading a lot of hip hop, um, you know, blogs and things. Articles. Okay, yeah. that's how that quarantine don't sound too too bad. I mean, probably sound like everybody else's. To be honest. What what would you say would be your biggest challenge during the quarantine though that you just really struggled with a lot? Um not being able to do what I wanna do, like like go to the mall and mm-hmm. just live. Like I can't really live. I'm in the house, everything closed, gotta wear masks, can't go inside, like that's to shit blew my shit. Like I don't get it. Like Yeah, I felt that. It really does take a toll on your mental. So I felt like I was in prison. Like, like, yeah, it was a lot. So I can definitely relate to you on that. Um, I also want to say, but anybody in the live, if y'all have questions for Esco, feel free to leave them in the chat box. Um, Cause I do try to get to the questions sometimes. So yeah. Now my next question for you is what would you say? Well, who would you say would be, you know, your biggest, like, music inspiration and why? I would say I have, like, two. Like, Lil Wayne and Fabulous. Okay. Like, I say Lil Wayne, cause he's so, Lil Wayne is so wild. You really got to catch his bars to understand him. And then, like, Fabulous, you got to catch his punchlines. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he made he got he made music he made music for everybody to put a catch into and that's that's the type yeah, of level I want to do. He does. He definitely, like, definitely, definitely does. So okay, someone said, "What word. about Nas? Do you like Nas? What like, is that? Someone, um, okay, we got. Oh yeah, I like Nas. We got two Nas, Nas, Nas is my top two. Okay, okay. Um, someone else said, "When is the when next, my next project? project dropping? Dropping? I'm gonna answer that one." Too. The next, I can't tell you. No date. It's no date yet. Well, that's it. You just got to stay tuned. You got. You better follow him. Turn them post notifications on or something, so you know when he announced it. But for right now, y'all don't have a date. For real. So sorry about it. <laughs> but I will. I will be dropping a video sometime next week. So be on the lookout for that. Okay, let's get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds real lit. So. About this video, what was it like <laughs> shooting the video? Um, you know, in a time like during the pandemic. <laughs> oh, shooting a video in in the pandemic or recently? Yeah, recently. What was it I'm like? Sorry, I'm sorry, you freezing. You freezing a little bit. Um, 
Oh, it was uh, it was fun. You can hear me but, and see me. Yes, no, maybe so. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Are right, you good? Okay. Um. So you said it was fun shooting the music video. What like what kind of vibes do you think this video is getting? You giving us? You, you said we can expect it next um, week. It could be like on some. I don't know. It, it's on some turn up. It's very fun. It's a fun video. That's all. I can, that's not, that's what I can say. It's a fun video. Like going to see me dancing. It. I don't really dance in my videos, but you're going to see a little dancing in it. Okay, so we're going to see you dancing, turn it up. That sounds that yeah. sounds pretty solid. Um, yeah, that's dope for sure. So now I want to know, what would you say would be, you know, some of your goals for the remainder of the year and then moving into 2021? Um, my goals is to release as many videos as I can off the project mm-hmm. to make people really feel me off this project. Like, and yeah, I just want to leave my stamp before I move on to the next project in, tw- in 2021. Okay. Yeah. I think that's dope. Um, any other goals as far as like networking goals and things of that nature? I want to work with a lot of people from New Jersey, not just from Everton, everywhere, because if Atlanta can make it, if Atlanta people could help each other, why can't we? Like, that's all. That's, I always say that. Like, Yeah, so. I definitely agree. Um, I would like to see, like, Jersey coming together and, like, really using each other as a resource because I feel like so many other states and you know cities do do that so for sure for sure i think that was a a definitely a brilliant point now i want to know though so you mentioned like some of your goals um we talked about you know how you have a video dropping next week and you know you're really doing your thing out here as an artist so but i know that definitely comes with some challenges thank you you're welcome. So I want to know, like, what would you say would be your biggest challenge um, as far as being an artist thus far? Um, I would say, like, really the support because it's there, but it's like not there. Like, pe- like I said, like, pe- we don't help each other as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we can we can help each other and elevate each other to a different thing but at the at the moment it's really support like we really support like i need as much as i can right now that's why i made this project so you can really hear me and feel me and see me as a true artist right i also think though um for any artists out there that like we i feel like so often times like a lot of artists really want people from their community to like support them and help them. But I just want artists to know, like if people from your community not helping you, like I mean, supporting you, that's okay. And that you really just got to do the work to like branch out. So it's like when you do have a project or you do have a single, it's really making sure that you're pushing it out and marketing it and like getting outlets to, you know, cover you so that you can reach like people that, 
may not even be near where you're from. And then eventually, you know, maybe the other people from where you're from will finally wake up and, you know, start listening. It sucks that sometimes it has to be that way, but, you know, kind of, it is what it is kind of thing. But I can definitely see how that. uh, You got to keep it going. Like, yeah. So what would be some advice that you would give to an independent artist um, just starting out, you know, trying to find their way? Well, before I say this, I got to say shout out to Jay. And I would say that you have to really network to get to the point that you're at. So getting a publicist, I would recommend. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, even though... Exactly. Even though you technically need a manager of sorts, if you do the work yourself, mm-hmm. all the publicists will have to do is just get your name out there and make sure your image is good to the point where people want to work with you. Right. And I think that's so I would so say important. definitely get a publicist. Right. Um, I love that you made um, I love that you made that point because I feel like I'll be saying it, but like people don't be wanting to listen to me for real because they like, oh, she's in media, so <laughs> da, 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 da. but so I love that this is coming from another artist saying it. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually spoke about that a little earlier in the show, how I just launched my consulting um agency. And basically what we do is I we, think that. congratulations. Thank you. Um we basically connect you know, artists with publicists or managers. Um, but even if you say for, you know, your artists coming out and you don't have a publicist yet, right? Like you, you, you can't find the publicist. You don't know it's hard, whatever. Um, something that you can do, you know, prior to getting a publicist is consult with us and we will provide you with some really good resources that will help you pitch yourself to outlets. Because I feel like oftentimes a lot of artists, they don't know media etiquette. And I think that's a real, that is a really big factor into, you know, how artists get on to certain platforms and, you know, get certain interviews. It's definitely like having that media etiquette and knowing how to talk to people. So we help you out with that. At my consulting I would, agency, I wouldn't have this if without Jay. I'm sorry, Kenyon. Right, right, right. No, I love Jay. We gonna we gonna big her up. Shout out to Jay. Okay, Jay is my girl. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. So yeah, um, I love that you mentioned that the importance of you know having a publicist because it definitely is important. And yeah, and I think it's also important that artists need to know that you're going to have to invest into your career. Like, I think that's a big thing too. Like a lot of artists right. sometimes they be, they don't be trying to spread that bread, but like it's sometimes it's needed and sometimes it's important. Now don't get scammed because it is people out here scamming. And I, that's a time. That's a story for another day, but you know, definitely, definitely. think investment definitely. is important. So my last question for you is, if you could leave the listeners with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? Uh, well, one thing is the cap in my songs. I don't. I'm true. Like I said, I'm true to myself. I'm true to the artist I am, so I won't switch up. So um, I will say, listen to me because. 
I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm as good as they come. Like I, right. I'm, I, I study. I'm a student of the game, so I study a lot. I study music a lot, so I'm only getting better as it is. So this is what we'll probably do 2020. So next year, you're not going to know where I'm at. So that's what I have to say. All right. Thank you so much for chatting with me. This was super fun. Thank y'all, everyone that's in the live right now. Um, This interview should post to Black Talk Radio's IGTV as soon as I end the live. For anybody that missed it or if you just loved it so much that you just got to go back and rewatch it, you can do that too. And also it will be on our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our website. So, yeah, you know, y'all can check it out. And thank you so much, Esco. Thank you for having me. Alrighty, so that was our, you know, interview with Esco. Shout out to him. Um, shout out to Jay. Jay is his publicist, and she is also one of Black Talk Radio's writers. So shout out to her. Um, she really does help me a lot. Cause let me tell y'all something. I really had to learn that me trying to do everything myself and being a one woman army is not the wave. So. Shout out to Jay and just shout out to everyone that has been helping Black Talk Radio because now I can finally say that we have a team and that feels really, really good. Um, But, you know, as y'all know, I, of course, have to end y'all off with our new at night segment. Um, So this week. We are playing a song by Rome856. Um, I did interview him actually a couple months back. This song has really been blowing up. Like it went viral on Twitter, like over 60 something thousand like uh, views on the video. Like, you know, and it was released on Sunday. So I'm going to be playing it for y'all. Y'all let me know what y'all think. It's called Rock and Roll. And yeah, I will see y'all next week. Same time, same place. It's your girl, Chris Nayana, signing out. And I love y'all.